Hi, I'm Kristen. Thanks so much to anyone who listened or who shared or subscribed to the pod. So awesome. I'm so grateful. Welcome back and welcome new friends. So I'm excited to be recording episode number two and to exchange even more ideas about astrology and pop culture and figure out if we can better understand the stars through the people that we see on television, through the storylines, and hope to make a little bit more sense of this complicated world, but one that ultimately makes sense once it starts to click, or if it's already clicked, awesome. For this episode, I wanted to focus on the emperor of our Bravo-verse, Mr. Andy Cohen. He is so Gemini, it only felt appropriate. So, happy birthday, Andy. To recap from episode one, every astrological sign has, quote, good and, quote, bad traits. Your good traits are your innate superpowers. They're the skills that you can harness and really bring out the best in yourself. And the bad traits, the quote bad traits, are the ones you need to harness in order to grow. And it's this push-pull that can make these trickier traits all the more rewarding when you do harness them. And that's the case with anything in astrology, really. Even if you have a challenging aspect or some challenging planets, it's there ultimately to serve as like a mountain to climb. Once you get over it, you're a pro. Every once in a while, you may hear my dog Poppy snore. She's not a very captive audience, but she makes for good company. So if you do hear that sound, that's her. We spoke a little bit about Geminis in episode one in the context of Tom Sandoval's potential moon sign. And to be clear, Tom is not an asshole because he's potentially a Gemini moon or rising. He's an asshole because I'm not a doctor. I cannot diagnose him, but his behavior suggests that he may or may not have a personality disorder, and only continues to turn the volume up on his, quote, worst of traits. He's truly a deludinoid. I cannot, I, every day he gets spookier and spookier. And if you want to understand the sign of Gemini, look to Andy. Truly the living, breathing, human embodiment of this sign. So Geminis are ruled by Mercury. Mercury is the messenger god, also known as Hermes in Greek mythology, Hermes, when shopping. Gemini being ruled by Mercury makes them love to communicate, exchange ideas, talk, 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 and deliver messages to the masses. Geminis are the wordsmiths of Zodiac. That almost sounded like Tamzanzal. Geminis are the wordsmiths of the Zodiac, and you'll notice that so many legendary artists are Geminis and have several lyrical geniuses among them. Stevie Nicks, Kendrick Lamar, Alanis Morissette, Tupac, Biggie, The list goes on and on. I know my fellow Scorpios were sad to learn that Stevie Nicks was a Gemini, but alas, she is, and it makes total sense. And look, Geminis are the twins. They can be polarizing. You sort of never know which one you'll get on which day. And I wanted to also bring up a very polarizing woman in pop culture, Azalea Banks, who seems a little bit nuts, but she's also pretty funny. And she recently posted in an uncharacteristically polite PSA to Taylor Swift to drop Matt Healy. That was effective communication. So yeah, there's your Gemini at work. Just want to clarify, that is no disrespect to Taylor at all. I truly love her. I think she is such a talented, magical witch. Let's get that out of the way. Okay, so back to astrology. We know from episode one that your birth chart is a snapshot of the sky the moment you took your first breath. 
It's unique to everyone. Consider it your cosmic fingerprint. Even twins, triplets, multiples, everyone will have a unique birth chart, even if it varies slightly. This is why your birth time is so important for analyzing a chart fully, since your personal chart begins on your rising sign, not your sun sign. Your rising sign is a constellation that's crossing the eastern horizon the moment you are born. So this is why if you're born around sunrise on the east coast of the U.S., your sun and your rising sign are likely to be one in the same. Just to go back to why it's so important to have your birth time, the constellations change so quickly every two hours. If you think 12 zodiac constellations, 24 hours in a day, this is why knowing your exact birth time is extremely helpful in a comprehensive analysis of a chart. That said, we don't have Andy's birth time, but we could still glean a lot of info from his planets alone just using his birth date and location where he was born. And this holds true for anyone. I know a number of people don't have an exact birth time. Sometimes it's not listed on a birth certificate. So it can be really frustrating if you're trying to look into your own chart. Don't worry about it. We can still totally engage with the chart. It just means we don't know the person's rising sign or how the houses line up in their personal chart. So in this episode of the pod, we'll talk much more about planets than houses because those are the things we can be sure of. In other pods, we'll get deeper into the houses, so don't worry. It's all building blocks. Okay, baby Andrew Joseph Cohen was born on June 2nd, 1968 in St. Louis, Missouri, making him a Gemini sun and a Leo moon. I'm excited to get into the Leo energy in a little bit because it's such a great sign. And to just veer off track for one second, weirdly, it's missing on the Vanderpump cast with a couple of exceptions, including Katie. She's a Capricorn sun and a Leo moon. Katie doesn't read like your typical reality star. She's a little bit more reserved, but her Leo moon explains her place in the limelight. Also, Leo is a fire sign ruled by the sun, and Katie threatens to light everyone on fire, so when astrology makes sense, it makes sense. So Andy is truly a super Gemini. He has his sun, Mercury, and Venus all in the sign of Gemini. For context, we all have five personal planets. That's your sun, your moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. The other planets are further away from us Earthlings and thus have a less potent effect on us, at least on a day-to-day basis. Bigger life patterns are at play. When you have three or four or more planets in the same sign in your chart, it's called a stellium. And stelliums tend to intensify a specific zodiac sign's traits, making them incredibly easy to spot in the wild. Andy radiates Gemini energy. That late May, June energy, summer's starting, let's go. And Geminis are the great conversationalists of the Zodiac. Think about it. Andy has a talk show, a radio show, a channel called Radio Andy. He's a reunion referee. He earned the superlative and wrote the book, Most Talkative. Now he's letting us into his private musings in The Daddy Diaries. This is so Gemini. Andy has a genius ability to communicate ideas in such a colorful, 
compelling and an honest way that he's able to then use that energy to pull those same traits out of people, which is a mark of a great interviewer. He has a wild and prolific imagination that built an entire Bravo universe or Bravoverse, complete with wild characters, wild stories, settings, and even a convention. This man is truly a magician. And a quick nugget for anyone interested in tarot, the magician card in the Major Arcana corresponds with the sign of Gemini, and it's easy to see why. They can make magic. We touched on briefly in episode one that Geminis are the quote eternal teenagers of the Zodiac and I wanted to expand on that concept. If we look at the Zodiac wheel as though it were a lifetime, this can help better illustrate how those energies move through the Zodiac signs and it's a little trick I've used and still use when studying astrology. Let's start at the 945 position on the clock and go counterclockwise. To be clear, I know this can get super confusing, but there is a universal zodiac chart and each person has their own individual chart, personal to them and their birth time. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. They are the babies. Their reactions are instinctual. When they're pissed, they're pissed. When they're happy, they're happy. When they want something, they want it now. Try not to take anything that an Aries blurts out personally. Chances are they've already forgotten what they said. And as an aside, I'm an Aries moon. I'm very familiar with this passionate energy, so I apologize in advance for anything jarring I may say down the line. So if Aries, born in late March, April, are the babies, Taurus, born late April, May, are the kids of the Zodiac, then by the time we get to Gemini, late May, June, we're in the teenage phase of life, metaphorically, of course. So we'll go through each of the signs and their corresponding life era on another day. But in the interest of time, and to further illustrate what I mean, let's spin the zodiac wheel six months forward to Sagittarius, which is late November, December. Sagittarius energy feels like sashaying into your retirement phase, a renewed zest for life, desire to learn, to travel, spend money on toys, adventures. This is not midlife crisis energy. That's Scorpio. Sagittarius energy feels like it's time to enjoy the fruits of your labor. So this life cycle pattern continues through to Pisces, which is late February, March, the last sign of the zodiac before we begin all over again at baby Aries. And this is why we talk about Pisces, such a dreamy and psychic sign. As the final sign in the wheel, the veil is thinner for them. They've essentially experienced all the energies of the zodiac signs before them. And as the last wheel of life, they're closest to quote, the other side. Okay, so back to Andy. Based on the info we can gather from Andy's birth chart, fame and notoriety seems to be written in the stars for him in a number of ways. Firstly, the pairing of a Gemini sun and a Leo moon in its most literal interpretation is as a communicator, Gemini, performing on a big stage or in the spotlight, Leo. This makes Andy's primary signs air, Gemini, and fire, Leo. If you think about it, we do get that energy from him. He has an airy, fast-talking, quick-witted, passionate way of speaking. He has five planets in fire signs and six planets in air signs, making him almost an equal mix of both of those energies. To help paint a picture of air energy, when two chatty air signs get together, it's like a cyclone of thoughts and words and energy can be contagious. 
And we saw this rapid fire combo style on Watch What Happens Live when DJ James Kennedy, an air sign, Aquarius, appeared as a guest and our eyes were volleying back and forth between him and Andy and air sign. This was an incredible episode and extremely exhausting as a remote viewer. So Geminis, as the teenagers of the Zodiac, they're fun, they're a little rebellious, they're a little tricky, are they fibbing, white lying, who cares? They're so fun. And their energy feels like a great summer party. And is there anyone you'd want to party more with than Andy? For me, maybe Sonia Morgan, who is a Sagittarius, FYI. Okay, so Gemini is an air sign ruled by Mercury, as we said. Geminis tend to be airy and intellectual, persuasive. They're always curious about life and other people, sometimes a little bit nosy. But they can be experiencing two sides of things at the same time. And that's great for mediating a reunion, not great for dating. In fact, they may even date two people at the same time. But we'll get more into that when we talk about his Venus. So Geminis spook easily. They can be flighty and already on to the next before you even realize. Geminis are the social butterflies of the zodiac, flitting from place to place, picking up bits of various knowledge and people along the way. And Geminis are generally really funny, even if they don't mean to be. They're mischievous, witty, sarcastic, dry. They have a good sense of humor and they keep conversations bouncing in that airy energy. Every sign has a shadow side and in its shadow that Gemini chatter can become more nervous, high strung, and erratic. They can exaggerate, they can lie or fib as they'd probably see it. And if low enough in that vibration, they run the risk of believing their own untruths, let's call them. There's something about Gemini energy also that can manifest in almost like cult leader energy. So if you look at Geminis, Trump, Kanye, the belief in their own BS and their spewing of it, that's Gemini communication on a low vibrational frequency. And this is where Geminis can get themselves in trouble. They can bullshit themselves so much that they go too far in the wrong direction and suddenly they've lost the plot and their quote magic touch. This is a lower expression of that magician archetype we talked about, an example of why harnessing this wild energy for good is the move. So like typical teenagers, Gemini is bore super quickly, and if it's not people or groups they're bouncing from, it's projects or places. That said, when they harness their creative minds and thoughts that fire on all cylinders, they can create incredible things, especially through conversation, writing, and in music. So Andy's moon is in Leo. And to recap, your moon sign is your inner world, your emotions, how you express and how you experience those emotions. It's also connected to the mother. We'll talk about that more another time. Andy's Leo moon is warm, it's affectionate, has a flair for the dramatic. And Leo moons tend to have a good sense of humor and it's even better when they can laugh at themselves. Leos are alert and highly aware of who's around them at all times. And those around them are usually very aware of that Leo as well. Leo is associated with the fifth house of children, animals, creativity, and fame, among other things. And Leo moons are particularly fond of animals and children, especially their own children and pets. So they're somewhat childlike themselves, and we see that in Andy as he brings this energy to parenting two precocious little kitties. Babies, baby animals, this is part of the Leo Moon charm. We saw this with Andy and Waka, and now we see it with Ben and Lucy. So in the spirit of duality, Leo Moon's shadow side is proud, it's egotistical, can be easily offended. In other words, it may be the case that Leo Moons can dish it out, 
but they can't take it. As always, these energies are on a spectrum and it all depends on how the energy is used and expressed. So when a Leo moon is paired with a Gemini sun, they can be easily excitable if an adventure's on the horizon. Their world is truly a wonderland. Andy's Mercury, how he communicates his thoughts and ideas, is in Cancer. Mercury in Cancer gives an extremely sensitive, emotional communication style. It's sweet. There's sort of a comfy vibe to it. And their conversations can feel a bit like home, which I think a lot of people, myself included, kind of feel when they're watching Watch What Happens Live. It's like time to curl up and watch Watch What Happens. Cancer Mercury is so in tune with the world around them that they receive their information from the senses rather than logic and rather than studying a person or a subject. This is a really interesting placement for someone with such strong Gemini placements in their chart because it gives them that heart that can sometimes feel missing in flighty Gemini energy. The danger for Mercury and Cancer is getting mixed up in thoughts and ideas that are not their own and soaking up too much of that frenetic energy in their orbit. You can kind of see this on Watch What Happens Live, especially when we see Andy's demeanor and his energy visibly change based on the energy and the words flowing from his guests. Do not curse here. Andy does not like it. Mercury and Cancer can have a really impressive memory, which we see in real life when Andy recalls tidbits from what must be thousands and thousands and thousands of episodes he's watched over the years. His good instincts can largely be accredited to this Cancer placement as well. So Mercury and Cancer can be super creative and even have psychic tendencies that put them and their ideas ahead of their time. And Cancer, as we know, has that outer shell, that soft underbelly, and they're really more sensitive than they appear. They really don't like criticism and like the crab could retreat sideways at the first sign of it. They tend to take things very personally and just like their memory, their emotional memory is just as strong. So are grudges and so are claws. Let's get into Andy's Venus. Your Venus is how you express love, It's how you receive love, how you decorate your home, your surroundings. It's your style, your aesthetic. Anything having to do with love and beauty. And it's just not limited to romantic love. It can be all kinds. Andy's Venus is the second planet that he has in Gemini and can explain a few things we've all come to associate with him. Just look at the Bravo Clubhouse and you'll see inside the mind of Venus in Gemini. As far as his love life goes, a Gemini Venus can speak to his seemingly eternal bachelordom. So Venus and Geminis are the flirtiest, most curious of them all, always on the go and eager to try everything on the proverbial menu. So love and relationships for a Gemini Venus is more of a mental exploration, less of an emotionally based one. They're playful, affectionate, They have their antennas up constantly receiving and processing new info. Venus Geminis have been called jacks of all trades, masters of some. And there's such a thing as having so many things in a Venus Geminis orbit that they risk superficiality in their interests. And if personal, it can manifest as superficial relationships. So long as they remain consistent and passionate about a few loves in their lives, like franchises or friends or housewives or jam bands, They can keep their feet on the ground and the show on the road. Andy does a really good job with that. Venus Gemini's breezy energy is so fun to be around as a friend, and it can be a total nightmare for the deeper feeling signs, like water signs. 
So Venus Geminis may treat a love affair like dating in high school, whereas other signs can be more emotionally invested, serious about settling down. They just could be deeper in it than a Venus Gemini. As is with their speech, if operating on a lower vibe, Venus Geminis can be erratic with their affections, preferring multiple relationships of different types to one steady one. After all, the twins are known for having two of everything. So apart from love, Venus includes how you relate to friends, family, and it's even your relationship with the public. So Venus Geminis can harness their gifts and become really financially prosperous. They may have social prestige as a result of how well they communicate, i.e. Andy. And this is an example of putting the positive traits of your signs into action. So great job, Andy. Now, I don't want to sound redundant since his Mars is also in Gemini. But this same energy is reflected quite differently when it's in the sign of war and aggression. So Mars is your personal aggression. It's your physicality, the way you take action, the way you express your energy, desire, anger, and it's even your approach to sex. When we think of these two energies, Mars, the warrior, plus Gemini, the teenager, this energy can manifest in what feels like the moods and impulses of a high school kid, or in its higher vibe, can be an infectious sense that anything is possible. It's easy to get confused between the energy of Mercury, his is in Cancer, and the energy of Mars, his is in Gemini. So to help distinguish, Mercury, like we said, it's how you communicate your words, and Mars is your action. So if you think of the idiom that actions speak louder than words, that's your Mars. So Mars in Gemini shares in the wit of the sign, but a shadow can be talking much more than they're listening. So to illustrate, before jumping into the next question, Andy's at his best when he reflects on the previous answer. There are so many questions we wanted answered at the Vanderpump Season 10 reunion. I mean, I don't know. It could have been a matter of edit time or cut footage, but why the hell did Tom pay for half of Richella? In the words of Jody, riddle me this. At their worst, Mars and Geminis need to grow up and out of a high school mentality. They can be gossipy or they can weaponize their words to manipulate. Basically, it's a bitchy attitude and an easy adjustment. With Gemini, Mars benefits from practicing kindness and truly listening to people, not just hearing them. And Andy is good at this 99.9% .9 of the time. He can ask a seemingly offensive but necessary question. So thank you, AC, for doing the Lord's work followed up by a softball question. We see him balance this really well on both Watch What Happens Live and in reunions. He has this ability to use his words to just level out the temperature of the room. Dear Bravo Gods, hi, it's me, Kristen. Can you ask Annie to release the raw VPR reunion footage? I want all 10 hours of it, uncut, all the trailer feeds, all the sit-downs, the pre-sit-downs, the post-sit-downs, all of it, please. So I hope this better explains the astrology of our pop culture king, or BU daddy, shout out to the BU grads, and our fearless leader, Andy Cohen. 